All right, so you want me to do the intro? Yeah. I need to warm up a little bit. How now, brown cow? How, scotchy, scotch, scotch, scotch. Oh, wait, we're recording now? Episode four, often wrong, never in doubt. You're supposed to tell me this kind of stuff, Stephen. Welcome back, often wrong, never in doubt. It is a nighttime edition. The kids have gone to bed and here we are. <laughs> Up in Brad's barn once again. Is that the intro? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the first time we've done this in the dark. But the content will still be PG. Yes. So definitely. Yeah, episode four. Yep. I'm glad Sorry. we got this one in. Yeah. So um, long day, long week in front of us. Yes. Before I start, I too late. I already started. I know. Well, we're already before in we get now. into the really good stuff. Okay. So we got some juicy stuff. We do. Yeah, like the grapes are juicy today. Um, I like that. Yeah. So we've actually gotten a couple accolades, and I need to share them with you. You keep saying this, but sometimes no, I don't no, believe no. it. So I, I, I'm going to share. I've gotten I've gotten a couple accolades. Okay. Um, this past weekend, I was with my my buddy. We call him Eddie Money, and he was telling me that he listens to the podcast. And what he loves about it is it makes him want to just be in the room with us oh. having a glass of wine. Well, that's nice to hear. I thought it was kind of cool. That's the best compliment we could have I ever know. gotten for this podcast. Well, it makes me think that we need to get an extra mic and start getting some guests in here. A couple boom mics? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anybody looking into that, but someone look into that, but we need the mic. So I got another. So today I got a text. I'm not making this up from a buddy of mine in Ohio. Okay. Listen to the podcast. And he said it's very conversational and easy to listen to. Really enjoyed it. So I just wanted to share that with you. A couple of Google reviews. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, I want to <clears> share it with you because you're like 18% of the podcast. Yeah. And I do like to hear it because none of my friends and family listen to it. No, so. no nobody. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I've, I've held back like making fun of family, but no one listens. My right. wife hasn't even listened. Yeah. So. Oh, well. I've been doing a podcast, different podcast for three and a half years. My wife has never listened to that. So I talked to Kim about this last time we were here. She's like, we listen to you guys all day. We don't need to like tune in and listen to you this talk true. anymore. Well, so my daughter Shelby had, she was in town this weekend. She listened to our last episode on the way down and quasi compliment. She wished we had another one she could listen to the way on the way up. I think it's just to kill time. But she had a great idea. She's like, we need to take this on the road. Oh, and you know, road she's, show. she's got a couple of friends that are listening up in Clemson. We were up there. We were signing on. I <clears throat> remember kissing babies, oh, giving yeah. away hats and stuff. Might need to do a college edition maybe this spring or something, you know, like to go up there and, and do some interviews with these young kids. Because I'm thinking as we bring guests on, they could actually have something to offer. Like we don't have anything to offer, but, you know, if you bring people on that. We're just filling space. <laughs> <laughs> that could offer some suggestions to these kids. Apparently, right now, we're really big with 18 to 22-year-old guys. I mean, that's, that's not the worst demographic, I guess. I know. I, just saying. And we don't have a deal yet. I mean, we don't have a deal yet on any you know, sponsors. No sponsorships yet. I mean, We haven't heard from Viore yet. But if you're listening, we are still looking for some great pants. Yeah. At this point, if someone would just give me credit on my um, electrical bill. Like is, <laughs> is, can I get the sixty-two Scana, cents back? Is Scanna listening to the to this possibly? If Palmetto Electric is listening, all right. Well, let's dive into this. Yeah, so we always it. talk about four topics. I'm mm -hmm. going to steer the ship like I normally do. Here we go. Let's. We're going to start with golf. 
We got a lot to talk about with golf. Okay? Ooh. And here's what we're going to start with. Okay. My co-host, Stephen Libman, and our buddy, MT, Fry Guy. MT. Are playing in the member guest this weekend at a local community. We did talk about this in episode two and a half, but you may or may not ever hear it. No, it's going to be, it's, it's buried. It's buried. <laughs> so they are playing in this. I just, can you just real fast, just tell me some, what you're looking for to, uh, by the way, let me back up for the listener. A member guest. So Stephen lives in a gated community. And for me too. So Yeah. And what happens is there's a spring and fall member guest or the invitational and a member gets to bring a friend and they play and compete against other member and friends. And they're different formats. It's always good because you can promote your community and it's fun to bring one of your friends if you have any from where you come from from. and in the golf world you tend to stick with uh, those same partners so it's kind of reciprocal so if you have a buddy from chicago and you live down here he invites you to his memory guest and you invite him that's kind of the if the social moray i would call it and by the way someone rich reed look up mores because that is (laughs) he doesn't have to look it up he knows what it means social construct but uh so you got the memory guest this weekend Tell me a little bit about your preparation, your excitement, and what's going on. Well, so first, this is my first one. This will be this the third year deal. that I'm living there. And I never thought it was a big deal. Like, why do I want to go compete? I'm not a great golfer. But then you start to understand that they try to equalize you with your handicaps, and they give you strokes. And, like, you actually can compete with people of your skill level, right? They put you in flights. They put you in flights. So, so there's 15 flights. There's people that look like you on the golf course. Right. In the so you flight. don't embarrass yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like I do every week with you guys when we go play. No, you don't embarrass. So, <laughs> myself, not you. <laughs> so I was with a buddy, I don't know, maybe six months ago, and he said, hey, have you ever played in this member guest? I was like, no. And he was like, it's Mother's Day on steroids. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He's like, you know what the club does for like Mother's Day? Like they go all out, right? Ice sculptures and... And I was like, oh, yeah, I love the Mother's Day event. He's like, it's three days of Mother's Day, but for men. They bring in a bunch of bourbons for the dinners. They bring in guys to hand roll cigars. You play five rounds of golf, five nine-hole rounds. So I was like, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. So I asked Michael if he wanted to come play. And he was – actually, I didn't even ask him. I was complaining about, like, how to find somebody to go play. And he just was like, I, I would play. And I was like, oh. And he lives up the road, so he's not coming in town from anywhere. It makes it a little easier. It's perfect. And I was like, all right, so to ask somebody to dedicate three days of golf away from their families is tough for a friend to do for another friend. I know. For three days, man. (laughs) I don't know how these clubs survive. Right? I mean, so do you know what the format is? I'm going to try not to butcher this. Is it five nine hole matches? It's five nine hole matches. We're playing both the East Course and the West Course. It's the same. Uh, format. I thought they switched the formats ball. every nine, but yeah, it's net. net, better ball, yep. match play. Yep. That's it. So for the listener that doesn't know, five nine-hole matches, so there's six teams in a flight. You will compete against all of those teams in five matches. Play nine holes. There's an, a point for winning the hole, so nine points. Plus, if you win the overall match, there's another point. So ten points are out there. And at the end of the day, the flight winner has the most points. And then they go to a, you know, overall. So and that's the shoot. Is that the sixth round? So I prefer. I don't want to harp on this, but I prefer the five nine hole matches because you are competing against the people you're playing with at that moment. And so there's the psychological games. You know, there's the 
you know, the weeping, the throwing of clubs, the gnashing of teeth. There, yeah, you can, you but can, you can come back. So that's this is what well, I like about match you play. You can beat these people, and then you play the next people, John and Bob. And yeah. Then you start all over. You're trying to get ten points from them. Right. And um, now they're still playing someone else. But it's nice that you have a heads up match. It's not like you're in a tournament where there's seventy players. You, you don't know who's doing what. Like you're trying to beat the people you're playing with at that moment. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. So it's Ryder Cup style. Yeah, so that sounds super interesting because then you can play the psychological games, mm-hmm. right? Well, I don't you know can, what they are, but well, I'm going to try to figure you, it out. I can tell you because it'll be great. You can wear the long shorts. Yeah. I mean, those are the shorts I have. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're going to wear. Exactly. No hat and get all the slicked hair. I think if I wear a backwards hat and sunglasses, we'll really throw the country club there's, members way out of bounds. There's probably rules about that. There are, but also I'm a forgiveness and permission guy. I think you know. Well, that. I wish you the best of luck and we'll hear about this the next podcast. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, we're going to, so we went out and shipped and played today. We did a little practice session today, we're playing a practice round tomorrow. And then we go out three o'clock shotgun start Thursday, yeah. play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Except the trophy on Saturday night. Except the trophy on Saturday. I like night. that. That's right. That's Where cool. I think, I'm hoping that by, at least halfway through the, the final day, we can shoot you a text and say, come over and we'll fill up the crystal with some yeah. so champagne. We're going to talk about this right now. <laughs> so I hope I get that text and we'll lead into my segment because I will not be here. I'm going on a cousin's trip, which is the you know ultimate golf trip. But before we do When, that, this weekend? Yeah, I want to talk about text though. I don't think I knew this. Was there a text last night that I got included on from you and... And Michael, about the rules of this handicap situation. There was. There was. And, and here's all that needs to be said. What was, what actually, what was said? Well, just read, the, you want to read the text? You can, you can read it. I know what it said. Here's <clears throat> what it says. Stephen Lindman, Pratt, you were right. We get penalized. So the point is. So if you listen to the last podcast, Pratt did bring up the fact that he doesn't play uh, with a bigger differential than 10, I think. Actually, this member guessed said differential of 8, and you lose 10% of your handicap, yeah. which Michael and I already won a single-day member guest, and we were penalized that. I didn't know, so I had to go look it up back Steve, up. Stephen, people are more concerned that... I you was, were right. I was right. Yeah. Because it says often wrong, never in doubt, but I was actually right. It is nice to be proven right yeah. during the often wrong segment. So good job. Thank so you. If you I guys do win, it. which I expect you to do. Um, so my golf story is I am heading out on the third annual Thoroughbred Cup. Okay. And it is myself and three of my cousins, Rich, Andy, and Tom. And we do it every fall. And it's a stable for events where you get points. But we called a thoroughbred a, cu- uh, a cup. And the trophy is a donkey kicking itself in the air. like it's, And it's on a spring. So the hiney goes like it jiggles <laughs> when it walks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the thoroughbred a cup, cup. So we don't take ourselves too seriously. Where are you, I, going? Where are you going? So we're going to Ponte Vedra, which is oh, you know, TPC. Near Saint yeah, Augustine? Yeah. Sawgrass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to play the Valley course and all that stuff. So I'm going to have a big tournament this weekend. I anticipate texting you on Saturday and saying I want it because this is the highest my handicap has been in a couple of years. And so now I might have a chance. Why? Are they actually going to give you the strokes? We get, I get a couple strokes. And what's Winston. Have they agreed to this yet? 
I put the tournament on, so. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah, I make the rules, it's fellas. Uh, well, I would just say because, you know, I've played with you. I, w I would not give no, you No, no, we're not. Well, this won't come out before we get there, but okay. I've been injured this year, which you know, so I, I've earned, I've earned. This will come out the by the time you get there. I've earned the strokes. Uh, one more golf thing, and then maybe, so today, I'm going to leave it at this because I don't think she listens to it, but my wife and I had a day date. Oh, I love day dates. I do too. But she has decided to take up golf. And she's got a beautiful swing. I'm really excited about that. And we went today to a Selfishly, local, local establishment. And we went to hit some balls. And she's asked me... To give her pointers? To coach her. Oh, no. Mm -mm. And I don't... Kim, I don't, abort, abort, abort. I don't know if Kim knows how much I've actually grown in 28 years of knowing her because... Coaching your wife is not a good idea. There's no chance that she would have ever asked you 28 years ago. So maybe 27 and a half years ago. <laughs> so that's interesting. I flat out, I, don't, I mean, I'm not a good golfer. So, but I don't give my wife any pointers. I just say go take a lesson. Yeah. Because I value our relationship very much. But it's probably different. You guys have been married forever. Well, you do know golf. So, like, if I'm married to an expert in anything, yeah. I would ask them and listen to them. Yeah. So, she's probably very coach coachable. She actually is a good listener, which bodes well. But it is, it's it's very, you got to tread lightly when you're coaching your wife. Yeah. And she did great today. Um, it'll be interesting as we progress in this podcast. One day ever, the wives come and talk onto this. But oh, yeah. So they'll have also, to we talk about way play with them, so... You got any other golf things before we move on topic? No, I mean, no. you know, it's hard. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Still difficult. Still difficult game. <laughs> it is for sure. Well, it, it is interesting too. I don't know if you're there and I hope you never get there. You know, the allure or the the idea like of the hidden like the hidden treasure, like there's something else out there that's better. So I was hitting balls today and there is a company out there with new equipment. Oh. And this I, is just a burn money rabbit hole. Yeah, it is. Right? It is. And 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 there's nothing better than what you have. I mean, if you get fitted, which I've gotten fitted, but there's a new company that's got all these shiny things. And then there's this there's a pro from the PGA tour who happens to huh? live in Berkeley Hall, who's a friend of mine, who plays these and now he's sitting there talking to me about them. And of course I had to hit them a couple times. Why? Do they have the tent set up? Oh you yeah. You can go the try them out today. All this stuff. What are they? Today it was Strixon. Okay. And I've not been a huge Strixon fan, but the new MK5s are pretty impressive. And they are irons? Irons, yeah. Okay. But anyways, that's uh, that's a rabbit hole that golfers can get into. Well, listen, I think uh, we would obviously accept a sponsorship from oh, my gosh. Strixon. Yeah. Um, and it, let me tell you something. I, Will McGirt has no idea I have this podcast, even though he's a buddy of mine. I might try to get him on this. Why not? And, you know, and he'll talk about hunting. He loves hunting. So. I mean, I just got the tight. I got fitted as well this year. I got the tightest T300s, which are the uh, amateur hour, right? You probably play the T100s if you mm. were to play them. But man, I I love those gloves. <laughs> like, it's... well, if you get fitted, it's the right shaft, it's right flex. All that. anyways. Yeah. But it was interesting today. Like, I got I got tempted. That's all I want to say. I want to be accountable. I got tempted. Okay. Today. I didn't succumb to the temptation of the shiny new club. Yeah, look, you but, play really but, well with your clubs. I'm sure you'll be fine. But anyways, well, so we always, let's talk about dad life, right? <laughs> there we uh -huh. go. You got kids. I got kids. We always talk about dad life. 
Your son just scared the crap out of me coming up here. True. Walked right out of your house well, and he was staring right at me in the dark room. <laughs> he's without the orange hair, but his hair is almost the size of the It clown or whatever. Oh, yeah. It is getting wrong. You're right. If we went orange, we went orange Ronald and McDonald did the kind of sign. Yeah. What's going on with your family? Let's talk about it. Well, as of the last <clears throat> release, you asked me if I like sleep, and mm -hmm. the answer was yes. I still don't know what it looks like or feels like. So I, I think I'm on day like 36 of interrupted sleep. However, I just prayed for the Lord to give me refreshing regardless of how many hours I have, and it, I feel better. So that's good news. The last week, two weeks, I mean, the kids have all been sick. Mm. These little Petri dishes running around, going to school, licking handrails or whatever they do to get sick. So we have had one stomach bug, three fevers and coughs. So I'm grateful for the, just the one stomach bug, and I pray that it stops there. Mm, because there's on. really nothing worse than getting woken up at midnight to find the exorcism has happened all over the mm. room. I mean, in the bed, yeah, and all the way trying to make it to the bathroom. And uh, so oh you got to clean that up at midnight, That's and then so you go back to sleep. You're like, okay, I'm good. I'm fine. 345, it happened again. And then I went back to bed, and at 525, it happened again. Yeah. And I'm just like, what's crazy is the child who was sick historically has been so good about getting up and getting over something so that we don't have to clean yeah. up the everything. Man, so anyway, it's been a challenge. You know, James 1-2 says, count every trial as blessing. It has been trying yeah. the last couple of weeks. They're, and they're so sweet about it. Like she's, yeah, she'll throw up and kind of turn to me and just be like, I feel better though. And I'm just like, you're an angel. Go back to help. sleep. They can't help it. They can't help it. You can't be mad. You can't be upset. You're just there to try to serve and help. But it is. You know, Matt, you met Matt, my brother. Oh yeah. So he's got a two-year-old oh, as yeah. of two weeks ago. And this Sunday he texted our family that she was sitting on his chest and just lifted up her head and threw up right in his face. Oh yeah. And I talked to him. He's like, Covering the eyes, you had to get help to get her off because just, and it's just, they can't help it. There like, is no love <laughs> like a parent covered in puke. <laughs> There's just a certain level. Jeez. So it's going around. For anyway, sure. it is going around. Two of the three are back in school finally, so they're feeling better, getting better. And what was amazing is the amount of schoolwork that they had to catch up on, nominal. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, oh, we're buried, but it was fine. That's cool. So the wife is great. She uh, tweaked her toe, so we couldn't play golf this week. But she's 90% back, so we'll play after the member guest. Um, what else? I had a daddy-daughter trip this week. Where uh, to? to Tr so I think you know this, but I started when Shelby, my oldest, was eight. Okay. Doing a father-child birthday trip. Okay. And it started. It starts small. You know, we just overnight, like in Savannah, and then you kind of, it escalates, you know, maybe you know, two nights in Jacksonville or two nights in Charleston. So this took Sadie to Charleston this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we had a good time. We did the aquarium and stuff. Um, but I was funny. Talk about dad life. She's kind of a, she talks all the time, but she's a quiet thinker. Mm. And um, she asked me a bunch of questions. But one question she asked, which I thought was really interesting on Saturday, she said, dad, when you are my age, did you know what you wanted to do when you were growing up? 
Wow. I thought it was a good question. And actually it was it was really kind of sweet because it was early. We had the very first tickets to get into the aquarium. So this is like 8 30 in the morning. We're going over, you know, the you know, the Charleston Bridge and just it's beautiful and you see everything. And I told her I had to think about it because I hadn't thought about being 10. It's been 30 in a long years. time. It's been 35 years. Yeah. And I looked at her and I and I said, you know, I think I wanted to be a fishing guide. And it's so funny her reaction. She goes, Dad! And I thought she was yelling at me because she thought I was making being it silly. up. Yeah. Being silly. And I was like, what? No, seriously. I'm like, I wanted to be a fishing guide and take people out and give them that experience in the water and stuff like that. She goes, no. Like, Dad, that would have been awesome. Why didn't you do it? And like in that, like the innocence of her, uh-huh. you know, like, oh my God. And I'm look back and that's what I wanted to do. Like, yeah. I just loved fishing and and but it stirs, you know, it stirs up the conversation of what do you want? What to do, do you want? What to do, do, do you think? Yeah. <clears throat> when I was ten, I wanted to be a velociraptor. Velociraptor, but I uh, lost it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's but it was really good. interesting. It was good. So I asked her, you know, and she's been very vocal about what she wants to do. She loves animals. She wants to be a vet. Oh boy. And she wants to be a singer. But it, our girls are no longer allowed to hang out. It, but I will tell you this: they both want to do the same stuff. Well, love animals, and I want to say. So sing. we're pulling into the parking garage for the aquarium, <sighs> and she goes, "Hey, Dad, do you know the word? Uh, I'm going to mess it up." She's like, "This is what I'm saying," but she goes, "I'm going to mess it up. It's like a, a aspiration, aspirier." Nice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Okay." <clears throat> and I was like, "What are you trying to do?" She goes, "Well, you know what I also want to do." So here comes our fourth accolade. Okay, she goes. I want to be a vet and I want to sing, but I also want to have a podcast. I was uh -huh. like, oh, really? She goes, because I want to, you know, when you like people like look, I was like, inspire. She goes, yes, I want to inspire people. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure we're inspiring any of our We're seven inspiring listeners. something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's just funny and it's such a <clears throat> true testament that our kids are watching. Yeah, all the right? time, like right? The, the saying that everything is caught, not taught. Mm hmm. Pretty, pretty convicting. Yeah, probably as a dad, right? I mean, like, it's accountability, right, across the board. And it's not and like, it, yeah. oh, you guys are doing this, and that's fun, and that's good, and then here's the work ethic, and yeah, I mean, all these different things. They're, you know, we always say they're sponges. They're taking it in, Hot, whether you think they are or not. And it's like when you have those direct sit-down conversations, sure, impactful, maybe every day, how you're living your life, what you're talking about. When the kids come find me and I'm reading the Bible, when I'm like talking to a client in a way that is honest and transparent if we've made a mistake or whatever the case may be, right? That's the stuff that resonates. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. So while we wrap this up, so Cadence, she was out and her project is to create a lemonade stand. No, it's to create a, a business and to pitch it to investors. Okay. No, wait, is this a project for school? Yeah. Or I didn't know if, I mean, you guys. So she just no, wanted to. No offense. To... I'm just going to, I don't know if the listeners know, but you guys have, you know, like, I don't know what the right way to say this is, but you have this, the smell of homeschool on you still. You hey. know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, you know, the DNA has been grafted in. And if you, <laughs> if, if you want to, I'm just saying. So I didn't know if this was a side project for homeschool families. This is not a side project for homeschool families. 
This da, 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 da. Is, oh my goodness, that is a really funny homeschool family. Go ahead. Um, so they said, you know, you have to create this business, then you have to go and talk to your target audience and get them to invest in your business. And you know, as entrepreneur dad, I'm like licking my chops, right? I'm like, Why didn't she call me? So what do you do? I'll shoot holes <laughs> right in this thing. I will. I will teach her the power of no. I said, so what are you? What are you gonna make? What's your business? <laughs> So she's going to create this lemonade stand, right? She's going to have three tiers of lemonades, handmade, organic, whatever. And she's like, and I have to pitch my teacher so she can invest. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just trying to ask a bunch of leading questions, leading her down the rabbit hole of how to get an investor. And uh, it took her a few times to recognize that as an investor, I actually want to return on my capital, not just getting it back. That makes you feel, not, nothing like, oh, it just is fun. It makes me feel good to invest. Yeah, like you know, actual. So, so my daughter learned with them today. Mm -hmm. There you go. And uh, you I want to say that for the listener? So whenever you're some... talking to investors, you have to think about it from their perspective What's of with them, what is in it for me? And that's not a selfish thing. That's the way of thinking. That's not selfish when at all. When you're trying to pitch a deal. Yeah, I'm. it's mm -hmm. important <clears throat> to show Right, and this is actually going to circle back to the quote of the of the week for me. It's just you have to be able to show people the future in a way that, like Sadie said, inspires them to want to get involved. So it was fun. And then as I'm washing dishes, I hear. You do you know, see? Dad, the, do you see that virtue signaling you just did? You just washing dishes. Come on, man. Oh well, I was I'm joking. But I'm joking. I'm joking. I hear my daughter go. That was a tongue and cheek. Hey, about Dad. Signaling. I. I yeah, not no, doing. Don't it. digress. Not doing it. Don't digress. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. And she goes, "I feel really lucky." And I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "Because I don't know how many other dads are going to help their kids understand what it looks like to get an investor for this project." She's like, "Initially, I was just going to tell everybody about how great my lemonade stand was, and that was the presentation." She's like, "But now there's all these different layers of like, hey, we have to think about capital returns, and we have to think about." how they're going to participate. I mean, we went down to the royalties, equity, or straight pref returns. Like, she understands it all now. And and she was just like, I, I don't know how many parents are going to help their kids do that. And I was like, well, everybody has different skill sets. Your dad just happens to do this particular yeah. thing for this particular project. When they ask you to code or build ro robots, I'm out. Yeah. So yeah. appreciate this. I love that, but also understand there's a limited scope of what I'm good at. <laughs> but every, I mean, it is, that's a great, because everyone gets passionate about something. Yeah. And then we think that we can pitch something we're passionate about, but no one is going to invest with anybody that's not passionate. So the passion leads the way. Yeah. And um, teaching them, you know, how to deliver that message and show a return. That's cool. That's yeah. really awesome. It was pretty cool. What's I said, first and foremost, I need to know you like you trust you. Yeah. Outside of that, this is how we can do it. But it was cool. That's pretty awesome. So we are sipping on. By the way, here comes my fifth comment of the podcast, and it was an accolade. I think it was me, so I'm not throwing you on the bus. But apparently on our first episode, I was tasting the wine a lot with my lips, doing the... Oh, really? There's a lot of lip smacking yeah. going on? I didn't really hear that, but there's a certain brother-in-law of mine who brought that to my attention. <laughs> we won't say his name. Okay? That's amazing. But his name rhymes with at Paris. And but we... 
But he said that he almost wanted to kill me while he was listening to it. So, well, that is a de that's definitely a familial thing. Yeah, to say. So hopefully we're not smacking, but we are drinking something, and this is gonna be a little interesting because I haven't done a ton of research on this. I ended up winning this at a charity event last week. But we're drinking a, just this. Yes, I want a couple things. Okay. No, I mean just this. There wasn't like a varietal of wines. Mm. It was just a single bottle. This was this is what's called a wine grab. Okay. And you walk up and you're like, hey, I'm going to give you $20 or I'm going to give you $50 and you get one bottle and it, you pick a number. You're like, oh, I got number 37. Oh. And then the number 37 was this. I've never participated in a wine grab. Why 37? I just made that up. Oh. There's probably 100 bottles and you just, it's like picking a bingo ball. Yeah. And whatever you pick is what you get. Gotcha. Makes sense. But I, I did do two bottles and I got a Camus, um, which most people will know and it's recognizable. Um it's not as good as it used to be. I mean, they sold the label 15 years ago, but I'm not going into that. But I did get something interesting. So this is a sparkling wine from California. And full disclosure, I don't like sparklings typically. Okay. So most people think champagne is anything sparkling. No, champagne has to come from the region of champagne in France. Um, sparkling wine in Italy is called Prosecco. And in Spain, it's called Cava. In America, it's called sparkling wine. But this is from the Caneros region, which is just above, when you cross over San Francisco and you go through that little marina right there, the first wine region in wine country is called Caneros. Okay. Northern uh, California. Yes. Just off of San Francisco. Okay. So just off of Sausalito Bay, whatever. But you, as soon as you get over there. So this is um, interesting. It's called Ram's Gate, R-A-M, possibly S, Gate. And... It's a Blanc de Noir, so it's actually a Pinot Noir, just like Champagne is. Yeah. They pull, you know, pull the skins off, so it's a. It looks like it's a white. Uh, but the fun thing we'll talk talk about the taste in a second. Um, just for me personally, is my very first trip to Napa with Kim in two thousand and four. I think uh, the first place we stopped was in Caneros. A place called Shug, S C H U G, Shug Winery. Okay. They make a nasty Chardonnay if you like butter, like nasty good. Dude, if you that's like butter, if you like butter, fairway. if you like butter, it's perfect for <clears throat> Thanksgiving turkey. But they're known for their Pinot Noirs, and so is Caneros. Caneros. It's called Shug. Shug. Okay. So now I see this. I win this. It's Caneros, and now we're tasting it. So. I haven't done any research, which you and I tried. So tell me what you think about this sparkling wine. Yeah. So to be honest, anything that looks like it's going to be champagne, when I see it, I'm like, mm, I don't like it. The bubbles, for whatever reason, I'm like mostly out on. This is really good. Yeah. It is easy to drink. It's not too carbonated. No, Sometimes you know how some of it, no. like it chases you in the chest and it kind of burns a little bit. So this is... Really nice. I always think of champagne and sparklings as like a aperitif, you know, like something you do before the meal. I can certainly see eating this with or drinking this with like a first course, not just like a, oh, let's walk around and have a drink before we go sit down. It's not too fruit forward. Like I think it's um, getting into taste now. Just very drinkable, not very acidic at all, like really smooth. In terms of like what you taste, what do you taste? Well, the funny thing is, the smell, if you were to give this to me, 
I would think this was a Chardonnay. Yeah, same. Right? I mean, it, 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 it it's not as oaky. Um, it's very, very vibrant on the nose. And there's a fruit there that I can't put my finger on. And I, I mean, apricot? Uh, dude. You know what I'm So th- I think that's a go-to. It, it's, it's, it's not a dried apricot. Um, but it, anyways, but it's weird for sparkling. Yeah. But here's what's really cool. So you can find this. Um, this is something not like one of the raw wines. It's called Ramsgate. It did get rated in 91 or 92, so that's pretty high rating if you guys don't know what that is. Um, and depending on the year, this is a 2015, so this is a collector. There's some stuff out from 2019, but for you know $40, the 19, I think this is a little more expensive than the 15. It's probably something that would impress somebody. You know, if you were invited to a boss's dinner or to a friend's house, um, it's a cool label. It's solid black and it's got a golden big, like a big, what do they call it, a big ram or the sheep's ram. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of cool and a little stately, but I'm smell it again. Yep, ramsgatewinery.com. You yeah. can go check it out. There's, um, there's a bunch of stuff you can get right off their site. Well, they're not going to sponsor us because, you know, Why not? <clears throat> we're still waiting for Bud Light and their marketing director to contact us. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know us, you know why that's funny. That was okay. funny. So, so, you know, anyways, this is pretty good. While we're drinking it, we might talk about it a little bit more. I do like um, it. So you did, you said something that is intriguing to me. And it's and you know that I'm very sharp witted and I do knock on you a lot. I apologize. I'm getting better. You don't apologize and you don't care. I do Go on. care. I do care. <laughs> but you said something earlier that you said you have a quote for this week. That means you actually prepared possibly for a little bit. Okay. So do you want to share what starting to take it more seriously, I suppose. Um Well now that you've seen the numbers from Kazakhstan, I mean I mean, we're blowing up. We might actually get invited to do a live thing over there, which we probably won't be alive after that. But Yeah, we can't go there because when I say blowing up, that's what I mean. No, there's good people. I digress. There's there's good people in Kazakhstan. Of course. I have a friend who's a chess champion over there. Is that right? Yeah. Do you play chess? No. Never? No. If you add a T to that, there's a different meaning. But no, I don't play chess. Where do I add the T? To chess. To chess. (laughs) To chess. Um, so you got, you got, oh, he's looking up. Let's look at the quote. Let's hear about it. Well, no, do, so no, what else got, do we have here? No, this is just talking about quotes. Uh, Aha moment quote, and we'll close this up. So, yeah, I guess we can almost wrap it. So, you know, I've been discussing some operational challenges that we've been dealing with, just some of the company stuff, which is just nuanced. But anyway, it's, it's complex in terms of how to fix the problem, right? So, what I love about being an entrepreneur is that we have to find the problem, right? I, I find that most people, it's not that people don't know the solution, it's that they don't know the problem. So I love that. And you hate it at the same time yeah. because it means that there's a challenge. But pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. Like that's one of my favorite quotes. But recognizing that you have a whole team looking at you all the time, right? Of how are we going to get through this? How do we fix it? Is it that big of a deal? Should I be stressed or not? And just during one of my meetings this week, I just said, you know, hey, look, guys, you can't beat someone that won't quit, right? And that was the quote that I read. I was looking up some different motivational quotes, and uh, I forget who said it, so I apologize for not giving credit where credit is due. But 
the quote essentially was, it's impossible to beat somebody that doesn't quit. And it's pretty much the tortoise and the hare, really, if you yeah, if you truly break that down, right? Because right. success doesn't look like one thing or the other. It is persevering enough. Like there is no, I, my belief is that people aren't successful or unsuccessful. There's people that quit and don't. And if you stay with it long enough, if you don't quit, if you continue to pivot, and my team was just so encouraging about this too, like, we're going to win one way or the other. So that was the quote that I was looking at this week. Which I like was, it. It's interesting. It kind of is a, is in, it, it, I don't say it supports, but it's, there's a parallel or, you know, a tie to what my, the quote that I have, um, I was in a meeting this week, but in the South, if you're listening from Ohio, which is only Chris, uh, we we do we do meetings at restaurants hey, Chris. at lunch, and um, I was at a local establishment at the Promenade, and the server slash bartender on her forearm had a tattoo that said, "This too shall pass." Mm. And it's interesting. We hear that all the time, and I'm going to tell you first little false belief. Most people think that's in the Bible, but it's not. That's not true. It's not in the Bible. But Do you know where it came from? But hold on. The reason that it was interesting to me is because I watched a clip from a year or two ago, and I don't know if it's like an actor's guild or something, but there was a bunch of actors sitting around, which Tom Hanks, uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Jamie Foxx, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I've seen this. Great video. so, So Shia LaBeouf, I believe, asked Tom Hanks, what's the one thing you wish you'd known earlier in life? This dude was absolutely in awe sitting around this table, too. It was great to watch. And and Tom Hanks goes, this too shall pass. And I'm going to pause because I think we use this as a in the negative situation. Yeah. Like we all go through things and you're like, don't worry, this too shall pass. And it Mm -hmm. sounds, it sounds religious. It sounds... Yeah, it sounds spiritual. It sounds like you're encouraging. But what... What Tom Hanks was, is he was expressing the value of time mm. and also the scarcity of it. Now, there's value in it moving and also the scarcity of that we only have so much left. Because he didn't say the bad things. He goes, when I'm at the peak of my acting, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. When I'm earning whatever, this too shall pass. Yep. When I'm so-and-so, this too shall pass. And he closes, which is really shocking to me, and I really like this. He goes, time is your ally. Because we think of time, is, it is the most valuable commodity we have, right? It is. Because we need to give it to our wife, give it to our spouse, give it to our kids. You know, whatever it is, we can't, that's the one thing we can't get back is time. But when he said time is our ally, it was interesting to me. Um, because he goes, just wait it out. Even in the good times. Yeah. Just wait it out because oh. this is going to pass. Right. And you're going to get back to a normal guy that no one wants to hire. Yeah. You know? But what you're just talking about, like the, the parallel to understanding what you just said, like, but time is your ally. Yeah. You know, it's going to keep moving and this too shall pass. It was just interesting to me. Yeah. I, I think. No, it's really good. Um, and I'm not old. But I'm 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 at that 45 year old, and I've had a rough year physically, and it's kind of like, has time passed me on? It hasn't. No, 
and you know, injuries, I've had injuries and breaks and, you know, surgeries. And you're like, I will never do this again. I'll never hit a golf ball. I'll never, this too shall pass. Interesting thing is I've been on the top of the mountain, right? That doesn't last. This too shall pass. It's a humbling to understand. It's that universal, which I time, love. Time just keeps rolling. It will, like, it just continues to go. Yeah. This too shall pass can be all kinds of meanings. It, so it's a Persian adage that's been translated in several different languages back from, the etymology is kind of unknown, but did originate in Persia, allegedly. And in the, in the Western world, it's primarily due to the 19th century retelling of a Persian fable by Edward Fitzgerald, Solomon's ah. seal. And so Solomon's seal says, the Sultan asked Solomon for a signet motto that should hold good for adversity or prosperity. Solomon gave him this, this too, too shall, pass. shall pass. I think that's why it gets mixed up with yeah. biblical because yeah. it's a different Solomon. Yeah, different Solomon. But yeah. I it, think it's Solomon. It is wisdom. Solomon versus Solomon. Solomon. Yeah, in Persian, I don't know. Well, if anybody but. from Christian, Hillnet Christian Academy in the 90s listens to this, which no one does, we had some brothers, Michael and, um, oh, I can't think of the other brother's name. It'll come to me. It looked like salmon, spelled salmon, but their name was salt, like was, Solomon. So, well, we call it Solomon, but <laughs> it's spelled the same way. So, anyways. Anyway, good quotes to end it out with. This too shall pass, and you can't beat someone that will never quit. And this podcast will pass and be over. Yeah. Really well, soon. at least it'll live in infamy online. Here's, on the line? On, is that on the line? On the line. Put it on the line. I'm going to say one thing, I think thing, it's though. online. I haven't heard back from our high school connection. I do want some intro music. We got to. I sent you a great one this week, which we. Oh yes, yeah, that's oh, true. We're I gonna like that. <laughs> we might have to contact those guys. Yeah, they're in Siberia, but let's don't talk about that now. All right, we'll um, figure it out. All right, so there we go. Great episode. Thanks for having me again. The kids are asleep. I probably won't leave after we so hit the first, stop button. It's first time ever so, doing it in the dark together. <laughs> that's true. Good night. See ya. Thanks for listening once again. In all seriousness, if you are spending time with us, we appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate the fact that you have to listen to me and Pratt <laughs> do stuff like this. <laughs> Tune in next time. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Share with your friends. If we're on Spotify, you think we're worthy. Oh, yeah. And we're on Spotify and Amazon Music and wherever podcasts are sold these days. <laughs>